0: Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leaskos. Come on in. Alright, welcome back. Welcome back once again to From the Outside Looking In. It has been a little bit of a hiatus for us as we have been doing some traveling, but we're back at it. The boys are back. The boys are back in town. Uh, thin yeah. Lizzie. That's all we're talking about. This whole episode. Just nothing but no thin reason and Lizzie. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, hey, welcome back to From the Outside, looking in, the show about everything, the show about nothing, the show about two friends talking about fucking, well, you know the deal. If it's, Well, unless this is your first time here, you don't know the deal, so I guess I'll explain it to you newcomers. Uh, Pat and I, we're buddies, and that's the whole show. That's it. Thanks for stopping by. No, uh, Pat and I, we talk about geek culture from a non-geeky perspective or non-geek culture from a geeky perspective. Whatever the deal. We like comic books. We like movies. We like sports. We like beer. We talk about these things. Pat's drinking a beer. I'm not drinking a beer right now although I've had a few on uh, Oh. Ooh. Well
1: I don't have any cans prickety- so I can't make the fun can noise so I've got to like no, take no. a bottle opener to it. It's so lame. I am drinking the, uh, the Zero
0: Sugar Dr. Pepper, strawberries, and cream. Mmm, creamy. Mm.
1: I'm drinking the the Victory Hop Hazer, hazy IPA. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I I do love a good hazy IPA. I had a few on my most recent travels. Uh, So Pat and I haven't recorded in a little bit. We've both been doing traveling. Um, I was in Atlanta and then in San Diego, San Diego, uh, for work. And then, Pat, you were in Vegas, and then I was in New York uh, this last weekend, and now here we are back together again. I was in Vegas Um, and the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are pretty close to each other, so, I mean, you could just say
1: Vegas, right? It's like a three-hour drive. Yeah, I know. And they're in different states, but, you know. You're splitting hairs now, I guess. Yeah, you're. Yeah, exactly. If you're, if you, yeah, I mean,
0: like, if you're going to the Grand Canyon, you're probably going to go to Vegas too. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's 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 like saying I was in Vegas and Red Rocks.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, yeah. Fair. it's 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 about the same. Some people,
1: but, uh, some people do. Some people go into Phoenix and then they go to the Grand Canyon. Some people go into Vegas and they go to Grand Canyon. Some people go to Red yeah, Rocks. Yeah, you know.
0: And I feel like I feel like people go to Phoenix. I don't know. I've never been to Phoenix. Right. Yeah, All I? I know is they they can't keep a, a hockey
1: team. That's that makes sense.
0: Yeah, the entire state of Arizona cannot keep a, a hockey
1: team. Well, the fans Where voted do, not to. the The fans just voted not to support a like two billion dollar, almost completely privately financed stadium. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense to me. But for a team that hasn't made the playoffs since like nineteen ninety four, while in Vegas, they're gonna they're gonna knock down the Tropicana. And build a two billion dollar retractable roof baseball stadium for the Oakland A's to relocate. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know that that, that may still hit a snag because I think they're saying they they're going to want like three or four hundred million dollars from taxpayers and.
0: I don't know, but Vegas is building up, man. Like, uh, yeah, the last time I was I was there last year. They were, I think, they were just finishing the Raiders Stadium, which is awesome. Allegiant Stadium, uh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you got to go to T-Mobile Arena. Yep, I did. Uh, well, yeah, while you were in Vegas. Um, so what? what yeah. You know, so you went and you you saw the Grand Canyon. You regretted hiking down it.
1: Yeah. Well. Right? So, so, <laughs> so we flew into Vegas. And we stayed on Fremont, which is, I guess, uh, is that the newer section or is that the old section? No, the old Fremont.
0: Section. Fremont is old, old Vegas, city, yeah. and it's it's fucking great. That's yeah. where you can get a a five dollar fucking plastic football full of pina colada, and you just or margarita, frozen margarita. You yeah. can do that, either one. Yeah, you know I mean, I love old Vegas, and I love I love the Strip as well. So Vegas is one of my favorite places on earth. Um, really I love this trip as oh God, I love Las Vegas. All right. Uh yeah. I, I mean, yeah. You know, I do it right
1: though. You didn't ask me for any recommendations. I would have given you some. All right. But we did not have a lot. I mean, we had we were in Vegas for less than a day at the beginning of our trip. We flew into Vegas. We Oh and you did not you we, did not do it right. No, well, of course not. I didn't plan this trip. This has nothing to do with me. Um uh, we flew into Vegas, we stayed at the golden nugget. That's so, mistake number one. So we could see. Well, we wanted to. Do, we wanted to be at like an old timey hotel. But the old, the Golden Nugget's <laughs> well, not
0: even an old. It's not even. It's just a shithole. Like you could have stayed at the Westward Ho and probably had a better experience. Even though
1: that's a shithole too.
0: Yeah. You you, must, you fucked up on the hotel. The, All golden right, so nugget, that was the, the
1: Golden Nugget is right outside the Fremont Experience. That covered yeah. over thing. So that's pretty yeah. much why we were there. So we could like go out there and just kind of see that thing. And uh-huh. so,
0: and let's, let let let's run down two places where you could have went to and had the most amazing time. And I can probably say that you probably didn't go to either of them because you'd be dying to talk about them. Frankie's Tiki Room. Nope. That never th- heard one of it. the best, one of the best Tiki bars in the entire world. Okay. It's fuck. It's fucking amazing. It's like a three minute Uber from Fremont street experience, mm-hmm. uh, Fremont street experience and then the Peppermill Lounge. Nope, nope. See, so you you, know, you fucked up,
1: <laughs> Riley. Really, the Pepper Mill Lounge. <laughs> the most, uh, the most caustic review of like a trip that I didn't plan. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you didn't well, do the I things mean, that I would have done, so your trip I clearly mean, sucked. Oh, I mean, well, no, I mean, at least
0: I fucking. You were like, I'm gonna be in Vegas, and I was like, Did you get tickets to a playoff game? And. You did wind up getting tickets, so thank God you did at least say, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas, and I said... You should try to go see a playoff game.
1: Oh yeah, this is oh so 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 me going to the playoffs is all you're doing then. That's all your 100%. 100%. 100%. you're. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Ridiculous.
0: Oh, uh, you didn't even know. Say this is, folks. If if you're new to the show, right? He takes credit uh, for
1: all the stuff. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, it, it's interesting, right? Like so, we have these conversations, you know, like again about sports, and you know, like yeah, you know, I, I recently did some Harry Potter stuff. We don't like all the same stuff. Like Pat's very into Marvel. I'm very into Harry. Potter we don't I love Marvel I don't really know where Pat stands on the whole Harry Potter thing he's aware of it we've spoken about JK Rowling and you know some of her you know like whatever and separating the you know art from the artists and you know I, I think Pat you were the one you said listen biologically born woman not biologically born woman I think we can all agree that they shouldn't have the right to vote
1: and that's what <laughs> oh man this is this whole episode is called fake news the fakest news
0: uh, yeah. the fakest yeah. news fakey fakes <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I owned oh. I own all the hardcover Harry Potter books. I read all the books, and then I gave all the books to a friend of mine because he has two daughters. And this is years and what, years ago. What was your favorite book? I don't even know anymore because I it's so I I read them so long ago. I couldn't even tell you anymore. Gotcha. Yeah, all it's right, been a really enough. long time. It's um, such a Gryffindor answer. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>
0: which one are, which one of the sex in the city girls are you yeah,
1: take this take this buzzfeed quiz to see which sex, yeah. sex in the city girl you are
0: yeah that's such a samantha thing to yeah. say <laughs> <laughs> So, yep. anyways, upon my recommendation, you wound up going to see the Golden Knights. Uh... <laughs> oh my God! You <laughs> decided oh to God. check out this
1: thing called hockey. I have the fun... right? I, I literally have the text message receipts on this, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. when the first so Monday we we fly into Vegas Sunday. Um, Monday we drive to the Grand Canyon and we get to the lodge and we're having dinner with the people that. Um, that my heterosexual domestic life partner uh, Eve was going to hike with, and mm-hmm. I'm looking all the way down through. There's a little door and a little window, and I can see all the way through to the opposite end of the bar where there's hockey on TV, and I'm watching this and like because it was the it was the other it was the Dallas series whatever their whatever their
0: uh, conference what semifinal was, the
1: se- was I forget who they played <laughs> in the second round.
0: Uh, Dallas played uh, Seattle
1: so they just they like monday night they wrapped the series up and i was like all right let's do it we're going so i got to see what this guy cuz like we had to figure out what the schedule was and uh they said that the games were what uh blah, 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 friday and sunday and friday we were still going to be at the grand canyon but sunday we would be in vegas and i was like yeah we're going to do this so um like a day or two later i got online and got tickets um to that we did the grand canyon thing hiked into the grand canyon hiked out of the grand canyon she hiked into (laughs) the grand canyon with friends and family they got they basically got stranded and had to sleep on the trail in the grand canyon because somebody got like dehydrated and couldn't make it out that sounds awesome yeah and then somebody had to they had to have like a park ranger like hike down to them with like food and stuff to like get them like you know, juiced back up and ready to go. And then, like the next morning, they're like, "All right, we're gonna, all going to hike out." And then they all hiked out. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, that's so, fu- that's that's insane. It is kind of insane. Uh, they left it like. And you were watching hockey during all this? No, there was no hockey on. Um, we were drinking in the hotel or at the lodge in our in our ah, room. We okay, had like nice. A, you know, me and her parents staying... had like a drinking party. All right, staying um, staying hydrated. Yeah, we st- We were staying hydrated. Um, so yeah. they they left at like two in the morning. By uh, I left at like five in the morning. I hiked out around five five thirty, hiked in, hiked back, got done around like eleven thirty twelve. You know, took a nap, took a shower, blah, 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 blah. hung out with her parents like four o'clock. We're like hanging out, drinking. We're having some drinks, trying to figure out what we're going to do for dinner. And there's like an SOS call that like the one friend of the family's wife got. And she's like, oh, my God. We're like they're like one of the guys was like, you know, somebody was couldn't make it and they're vomiting. And I'm taking bets on like who it is. I'm like, Oh, I think it's going to be so-and-so like yesterday. He didn't sound too excited. I bet you it's him. And then they call back and like, no, it's like this woman's husband. He like didn't have enough to drink and like got dehydrated. And he was like, you know, he had like, I don't know, he'd he'd exhaustion or stroke or whatever. And they're like, because of where they're at, we can't fly to them at night. So we're going to wait until the next morning. We're going to see how they feel. And then we're going to go from there. We may try to fly down to them, but it won't be like the easiest and we'll like figure it out. So like they had to like sleep on the trail. Um, I think they had some like those like metallic blankets, I guess, or something. Like yeah, right. Whatever whatever those things are. You yeah, know? but yeah, you, you,
0: you always see like. Trauma survivors being wrapped in tinfoil, yeah. like whatever those blankets are.
1: Yeah, I think somebody had like something like that. And I think Eve had like uh, she had bought a poncho, like a plastic poncho, and they just kind of used that um, too. And, and then, like in the morning, like one of these rangers who was like an ultra marathoner in her, in a previous life.
0: Yeah, of course, of right? course they yeah, were. I mean,
1: like hiked like, do out to can... them. Took them, like, ramen noodles and shit. Got, you know, got everybody, like, juice back That is back the up. most
0: fucking... Yeah, that is, like... That is, that is the most, like, West Coast hiking thing I've ever... Okay, so you're seriously, like, dehydrated. And, all right, so I brought you a fresh thing of ramen. Okay, you're gonna want to let that egg soft-boil in that for, like, 20 minutes before you... Over no, there's don't some just chives. eat it. You can get them fresh. Yeah. Right. Somebody Yeah, like why? Why do we engage in these sort of behaviors? It's uh, it
1: just doesn't make sense to me. We like a lifelong. We choose to like physically, physically and emotionally, mentally challenge ourselves in like some of the most insane ways. And it's crazy. We didn't find out like when we got back, like uh, a couple of days after we got back, we found out that a 36 year old woman perished. In the Grand Canyon, the day before we got there.
0: What? Yeah, like, they, they, that's they, not. They won't tell No, they, that sounds fun. Yeah, see, the, to me, the Grand Canyon is a drive by. You know what I mean? Like, you drive by, you get out and you go, man, this is a big ass hole. Yep. You know what I mean? And, like, a river did this. That's amazing. And then you go. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, I, I saw some nice pictures on your socials, right? Or really, Eve's socials, right? Your pictures tend I didn't to get be all like, mine the different. Yeah, yours tend to be like the flights of beer. That you had at the brewery, right? Much. And like Eve's Yeah, Not Eve's tend lie. to be the the pretty things, right? But yeah. like yeah, she had like the all the different rocks of limestone and sandstone, all, all you know, all the different things that make up the Grand Canyon. And I'd be like, That's enough exploring for me.
1: I've seen oh, yeah, what by, makes the Grand Canyon, you know what I mean? We were there for five days. By day four I was like, I'm done with this. Like I and you were there for five days and five you were days, in Vegas for one? Two. Uh no wait, the two and a half, three, two and a half, three. It's something like that. Like we were we were in we left Vegas Monday, drove to the Grand Canyon, stopped at the Hoover Dam. Um, went to the Grand Canyon, we were there until Saturday morning, went back to Vegas, went to the Link uh hotel experience uh over by the strip. We were there Saturday, Sunday, flew out Monday.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so so to recap you chose like we could go to this hole right like this amazing beautiful This isn't landscape. a wee
1: thing this was not a this was not this was not a wee thing I had nothing to do with. I, I filled they in. They They pump pure oxygen into the casino. Yeah.
0: So that, and there's no windows and no clocks, so you don't know what time it is. And you're just at the five dollar table, and you're just gonna fucking let it ride one more time. And you're drinking for free while you're at the table, right? <laughs> so it just it just keeps going. Uh... And it's and then like and then you go to and then at some point you're like, well, I can't afford the ten fifteen dollar tables anymore. So you go to Fremont Street Experience. You start hitting the five dollar <laughs> tables. You. Start start getting God, I wish the there $5 f-
1: tables holy shit
0: now, uh, at fremont for 100% the golden no. nugget definitely has $5 golden tables golden nugget did sure. not have
1: $5 i went down to, uh, i went down at like 8 in the morning the best i could do was a $10 table but i still won you money. did
0: not look hard enough
1: uh, i guarantee you somewhere somewhere in the smokiest corner there of was, that casino there we we found a we found a a, a skanky hotel A little bit outside of town that had dollar blackjacks, I think. I'm pretty sure it was dollar blackjack. And I was like, like, we're staying there. I was like, we're flying there in the winter. We're going to stay there for a long weekend, stay at the pool, and I'm going to do dollar blackjack for like hours.
0: Yeah, so I I was so like so you go to Fremont, then you get the giant like yard full of fucking frozen margaritas or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're hammered, drunk, right? You do the fucking <laughs> <laughs> you do the 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 sky, you know, where you go across oh, the fly the, the, thing, the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. You fly through the fucking the Fremont Street, Street experience. Then you go to Circus Circus on the Strip, right? And you live your best Hunter S. Thompson life. And then usually a blackjack dealer yells at you because you've set your your gigantic organic yard full of frozen margarita on, on the, the blackjack table. table right and they're like you can't sir you can't <laughs> do that you can't and push just a like, car here and sir. he's like hit me i'll take two more of these and just fucking split them i got Those two tens were not...
1: split them we went to the mgm grand before the hockey game because i wanted to uh i want to put some money on the game yeah and we go in and it's like I don't know, it's like eleven. It's like ten thirty eleven. And uh they have one of those they have one of those booths with all the frozen margaritas and like the little lever thing that oh, just comes yeah, right yep, out. Yep, She's like, for Oh, you're you gonna get some? You gotta get some. So I go over and I get like a big plastic like MGM grand cup and it was fucking like twenty-five dollars. But it's right. like this big of like it's like thirty-two yeah. ounces of frozen margarita. And then we go over and I get signed up for the MGM uh whatever sports book is, put fifty bucks on the on the on the Golden Knights. We go over to the stadium, wander around, go in and check out that stadium. A little smaller than it's probably a little smaller than um the well, and it's it's smaller than PPG paints out here, um, okay? Beca- because like. On the end bowls, they have standing room on one side. The other side is completely closed off because they have, like, their castle thing up there. Yeah, right, So they, like, forego, like, putting seats around that end of the bowl so that they can have their own little, like— Well, it's like a show. It is like a show. It it really is. It's
0: Vegas. It's like a a show.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, they got a DJ um, up there. They got dancers. Oh, yeah. It's it's a party. Oh, yeah.
0: it's 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 a definite good time i'll tell you my uh again you fucked up and that's okay because you went to the mgm sports ground uh sports book the sports book in the paris casino oh yeah oh oh it's such a nice sports. we book. were over that also, way but we didn't, we also, didn't stop them also, uh, my I, I forget what the name of it, but my favorite restaurant to get lunch or breakfast in uh, in Vegas is also in Paris. They have this ham and Gruyere omelet, ham and, and Gruyere cheese omelet, simply to die for. It I think was we went to a place
1: called Eat. It was literally called Eat. It was uh, over by like, you know, it was like we ended up at a Mexican place down past Fremont. Like past the Fremont experience, we went to this little Mexican place, a little hole in the wall. Great, you know, solid. Um, West
0: Coast Mexican food in Vegas is close right you know i mean but the west coast mexican food is just it's different yeah it just hits different like i was in san diego with my buddy and he's like why is the mexican food so good here i'm like well this used to be mexico first of all yeah (laughs) and then second of all it it used to be mexico so yeah yeah, i mean you know like it's it's literally you're you're 10 minutes away from tijuana right (laughs) yeah and um we
1: were just talking about san diego yesterday about how it has like the most perfect weather like year round.
0: Oh yeah. It was I mean it was a little it was actually when I was there it was warmer in Philly than it was in San Diego that week. Uh but, I'm all right with that. Yeah, I mean yeah. But I mean it was still like yeah, you know, it's still it's weird. It's an arid climate until you get right by the ocean. Right. Yeah. And yeah, but I mean it's absolutely beautiful. It's beyond expensive. More to expensive live. than
1: Vegas. Oh yeah, with well, a live. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, but it's but, like 70s the, every day.
0: Yeah, but the elote. Mm. Yeah. So good. So we so were we, we
1: were like maybe four blocks. We were like four blocks the other side of this place that we went for Mexican for for dinner and we at we were at this place called Eat. And uh and it was solid. It was good. Yeah. Um The food
0: in Vegas is all pretty pretty solid. I uh Yeah. I I do like going to the Peppermill Lounge. Peppermill Lounge is where a couple of scenes they have, like, a lounge bar and then just also a 24-hour restaurant, Yeah, um, uh, which has some solid pancakes. Hash House of go is another good place. Yeah, I heard Hash.
1: Yeah, we wanted to go to Hash, Hash of Go-Go, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a uh, there it, There was there only was so much time. scenes from
0: casino filmed. It. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. You could spend a week in Vegas, for sure. The casinos are amazing.
1: If you gamble or get into any sort of debauchery, it's a good place to be. I was very happy getting up in the morning and walking down to the going walking down to the blackjack tables, and there's not a lot of people, so I can just sit down. I had a table to myself the one morning, and so yeah. I, you know it's just me and me and a dealer. We start up. I'm like 30, 40 bucks up. I'm having a good time. Um, a couple of, like a, a gaggle of kids come over, sit down at the table. They change the deal. And I'm like, I'm out of here because this is like, it's like they sent the black widow over to like, you know, like say, swap it out. It's this Asian woman comes over and sit down. I'm like, she's going to kill everything. I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, right, I got to go. right. take my money and run before like we all get slaughtered. And I want to learn, every time
0: I'm in Vegas, I want to learn how to play Mahjong so bad. Yeah. Because the Mahjong tables, are, they, they, I mean, they, they're the most intense tables serious. there Serious. Yeah, 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 serious. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, but I pretty much just stick to uh, craps and, and blackjack. We
1: also, uh, it was also the, um, it was called the EDC. I believe that, I'm, I'm going to assume that that's some sort of electronic dance, something or other. Conference? competition. It was Conference, it, nah, yeah. No, no, it, it definitely wasn't a competition unless it was whose ass cheeks can be out the most. Um, oh yeah,
0: I mean that's Vegas too. That's another great thing about Vegas.
1: Yeah. It was over at the Motor Speedway. So there'd be all these kids in the hotels getting all dressed up in the weirdest gear and then nice. they would all yeah. schlep out to like the Motor Speedway and hang out there and we were talking to some like Uber drivers who were like, "Dude, I went I tried to go in there and it was like it took me like three hours to get out of there because there's only one way in and one way out, and it's nothing but grid. It's just gridlock, and uh, they would come in at the weirdest hours, looking, looking. Just they were all just, I don't know, weirdly dressed. So like there was a lo- there was a lot of traffic. That's the one thing about Vegas. Vegas is going to get ruined by the traffic. I mean, I, we talked like there were some drivers who were like, on like game days, they're like, you know, for like a, any kind of game day, I won't. They're like, I, I won't work. Because it's just there's so much traffic. And they're gonna do uh they're gonna do like a Formula One race through Vegas. Um Ooh, soon. That'd there's, be kinda interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be kinda interesting. They're for starting sure. to, they're trying to figure out how to map it out and then they have to do some road work to like make it all like happen. But I I I assume I think it's gonna be like next year, there's gonna be like an F1 race through Vegas, which would probably be wild to see because with all the oh, bars yeah. and stuff, you can just get a perch and look down and just see all these cars flying by. So, right, right. Yeah. Pretty awesome. i mean, I'd love to go. I, I I would go back to check it out one more time because we just didn't get to see enough. We went to uh one other thing we did on uh when we got back in town, we went to the punk rock museum. Okay. They just opened it up a couple months ago. But it is um it's just out in the industrial section of town. Um it has all sorts of like memorabilia. Like, right. Lots of memorabilia, like so-and-so's guitar, so-and-so's sure. drums, the garage that this band played in. They just kind of took it and put it in here. Um, you know, a lot of like history of like punk from like the 70s in New York through like some of the English stuff through like the, you know, like the Southern cow hardcore. So it was a really cool like experience. You just walk through yourself. You just check it all out. Um, they got some QR codes for like some playlists so you can like check out some playlists they got all like replicas of like all the old handbills nice. for like all the shows and stuff so super cool um you know i wanted to check that out uh, i i wanted to i wanted to see some stuff and then obviously the, the hockey game and yeah. you know we wandered around we wandered around the strip and i was just like it's just it's just a lot man it's just a lot of people it's nonstop it's people it's a lot it's
0: nonstop people. Speaking of nonstop people, I was in the island of Manhattan this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh there's just so many people. I took <clears throat> my daughter's turn 10 uh, last week uh, on the 24th. And for their 10th birthday, uh took them to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child over on Broadway. Oh, God. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, which was a cool, cool production. Um, you know. Uh, I'm not going to review Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It was fun. It wasn't, you know, yeah. Again, they're you know jamming seven years uh, of of you know story in a three hour play or yeah. whatever. But they yeah, like <laughs> the onstage magic was so cool. Like the fucking oh, Dementors yeah? and shit. Oh, it was dope, man. It cool. was really cool. They had this lighting effect. Like so, one of the you know one of the main plots of the story is you know, they they have this this um. Uh, uh, time changer, right? And uh, like every time they would use it, like the lighting would go like whoa, whoa, whoa! But it looked like the whole fucking stage was just like moving back and forth, like cool. c- coming in and out. I was like, how are they doing this? This is amazing. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a good time. Went got some pizza, did you know all the touristy stuff? Uh, you know, took a boat ride around the uh, harbor. How is the
1: how is the city? Uh,
0: the city is. So, so like, uh, we were in we were in Times Square, predominantly uh, Flatiron District a couple of times because we went to the Harry Potter store, which is like right across the street from the Flatiron building. Um, A little bit of Hell's Kitchen. I mean, Times Square is just so jam packed with people. Yep. I mean, just impossible to walk down the streets Uh, you know, so it's, it's vibrant, it's busy, you know,
1: um, kudos to you for taking three small children through New York. Good God.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so while we were uh, at the play, Cassie took James to the central park zoo and, you know, wander around central park for a little while. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a great city. It's a fun place to visit. There's a lot of stuff there. It's so expensive. It's beyond ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, went to John's of Times Square which had some solid pizza um but I haven't been I've been to New York City in
1: years years and years
0: it's uh you know it's a it's a simple hour and 20 minute train ride from 30th street yeah so you don't have to drive you don't have to park you don't have to do anything you get out uh at what used to be Penn Station and now is like m- something mahana John, so it's some sort Muhammad, of Native American one. Papa John's, Muhammad, Papa John's. It's <laughs> it's a tribute to a Papa John's franchise <laughs> in the Middle East. <laughs> Papa Mohammed. <sighs> uh, uh, so and and that's you know right across the street from Madison Square Garden. Cool, right? And and then you know it's I'm I'm a walker, but even like when you walk a mile and a half in New York, it's like it's. So taxing. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's like, it's never, you're always like, huh, these 10 city blocks, they'll get you. Yeah. yeah I mean, sure. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, yeah I mean, it was a, uh, it was a good time. Play was great. Harry Potter store was great. I spent too much money there buying gifts and stuff like that. But you know, like, what do what you, you know, what are you going to do?
1: Um, but so yeah, they, I, but now that you're back, we can get back to business.
0: Get back to talking
1: about
0: movies, movies books, comics, books and stuff. TV shows,
1: 8-track players, DVDs,
0: Broadway shows. Do do do, sassy. <laughs> It's so just funny because, like, I, yeah, just hands. Like, everything, like, it's it's been a while since I've seen a play, and, like, everything in a play is so much more dramatic It's so much more overact, right? Like, there's so less nuance, right? Because they're not, like, you know, there's no close ups. There's no, like, quiets. It's always just like, Racha! and it's like, oh, wow, this is so over the top. You yep. know, what I mean, it's just a different style of acting. And why not? But. Speaking of different styles of acting and TV shows and things like that, uh, we're going to finally get around to talking about Boogie Nights. Finally. Finally. It's my big dick and I want to fuck right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One of the best Burt Reynolds
0: films since Smokey and the Bandit. I refuse to film you in this state. What state, Jack? The state of California? I know where I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, right, time a great... we
1: ever saw Heather Graham.
0: Was it really? I no, know, she now, was now. in Austin Powers, uh, and then
1: she went somewhere else. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, first, I don't know. Yeah, got she it. Definitely the, cr- off. the
0: crush I had on Heather Graham during that time—I mean, like seriously. Yeah, I was that, that was the that was the crush of the century for me was Heather Graham during that time. But we're not talking about Bookie Nights or Heather Graham. Sorry, I derailed the mixed media moment. Uh, we are talking about Mandalorian season three. This is the way. Finally. Finally. Uh which I believe is the final season of the Mandalorian. No. Uh, I think i think it may be. I think they, they may do uh some sort of movie, like some sort of Mando verse kind of movie, uh where they, you know, incorporate maybe some Ahsoka or something, but I don't know if there will be a season four of uh Mandalorian. Per,
1: also per cinema blend. Yes. Uh the story released on actually Yesterday, lucky for you, it was Whoa. yesterday. John Favreau confirms he's working on The Mandalorian season four while opening up about Star Wars crossover opportunities. All right, fair enough.
0: I mean, fair you were totally
1: off. It just he got to it yesterday. Okay, yeah, no, that's that seems fair. Um. What else? Was I, I, I assume that there is going to be a lot of crossover. Well, I don't know. I don't want to assume, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was crossover into the Ahsoka series and stuff like yeah. that. And, um, yeah, for sure. So there is definitely opportunities for that. But um, but yeah, uh, hopefully there is a little bit more. We want to see where this little, you know, with a little Jedi, little Jedi uh, Padawan uh, apprentice foundling, foundling. Yeah,
0: now 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 apprentice. Right. So uh, we we pick up. After the book of Boba, right, the book of Boba Fett, and we won't go through all the episodes like we we normally do. Um, but uh, we we continue Din Djarin's quest, right, to be redeemed in the eyes of his covet, right. Uh, and he must bathe in the uh, the the waters, the living waters of Mandalore.
1: After exposing himself to uh, Yoda, baby, his, face, yeah, his face. He took his helmet off, guys. Perverts. Yeah, yeah. fucking weirdos. Exposes his, uh, and, his uh, and, face.
0: And also, like there was there were other people besides Grogu, right? Luke that he, Skywalker. You know, Luke Skywalker. Bill Burr. He, wasn't he had there. that thing with. No, but in season two, he took his helmet off on that one thing with Bill
1: Burr See? and then they yeah absolutely right. oh, absolutely well that's, that's where the that's where the real problems are,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, anytime you're fucking showing your face to bill Burr, yeah, right, um, yeah, so uh, you know, the armor was like you know you and I had a conversation about this while this was going on, I seem to have gotten it right away. I had to convince you that this was the way what uh where where the armor was like. You know what do you mean you're gonna go bathe in the waters of Mandalore and he's like I'm gonna do the thing that you told me to do and she's like yeah but it's impossible yeah you know, I mean
1: that that was kind I of the point I still hold that they were very different portrayals between the book of Boba and the first episode but I I, I, it's I fucking so pulled the not script up after <laughs> you, I, I, I I don't know that pulling a I, script up really I don't I don't know but
0: I don't know if the if the words really encapsulated what the words that were said were. I'm I'm, I'm not buying that shit at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Weak writing.
1: (laughs) Fucking John Favre writing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, like, so, you know, a couple of things out of the bag, right? Like, I am a big Star Wars fan. I sort of give forgiveness for things that, you know, Pat, who's also a star Wars fan, maybe not as big as one of, I am, you know, like sort of like how you forgive many things within the Marvel cinematic universe that, you know, upset me. I forgive many things <laughs> within the, uh, uh, star Wars universe that you and sweet Lou bitch about. And then I just stop replying to the texts. Right. Although I think we can both agree that like, we weren't all that impressed with any review given by the, uh, another no. another reviewer, right? Like, no. You're just like, that dude shits all over everything, right? Although no. I did hear that the new Indiana Jones movie is trash. Um, well, you'll get to see but, for yourself. Yeah, right. I, there's a, you know, like whether, <laughs> whether you enjoy the show or not, there's a funny line from, um, what's the show? What's the show I'm thinking of, Pat? It's got Sheldon and then other nerds. Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, and they're talking about the different orders. Like y- you can watch like the Star Wars movies, oh, and like sure. you watch you watch four, and then you watch one, and then right. and then Sheldon was like, "No, no, no, I prefer to let George Lucas disappoint me in the order that he wanted." To. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. his choice. Yeah, and I was like, "That's very accurate," you know. Yeah. Um, but so we pick up. Uh Mando has to go to uh Mandalore, bathe in the uh living waters, and redeem himself uh in the eyes of his covet. Um The only person that he can think of about contacting to go back to Mandalore is Bo Katan Kreese. Um he goes and, you know, tries to convince her to
1: well, so be, before he goes to see Bo-Katan, he goes to oh, see... Oh, he wants to get um, IG-11. He, yeah, he, he goes, goes back to, try to Navarro to, get... to get, mm-hmm. get the only the only droid that he could possibly trust, IG-11. Yes. Um, so he meets uh, Grief Karga, who is, um, um, you know, Apollo Creed. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, Carl Weathers. (laughs) Carl Weathers, goddammit. Yeah,
0: you know, Apollo Creed. uh, Creed. Also, the one black guy in. No, he wanted two black guys in Predator. Yeah, Uh, yeah, (laughs) um, yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, the ripped black guy in Predator. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know Um, what I'm talking about. So, IG 11 was like, IG 11 had, like, didn't he blow himself up or whatever? So, like, they. Yeah, he had the
0: thermal detonator. He took out a bunch of stormtroopers at the so end he, of season one big, to save ha- them. Yeah, There's
1: a big statue of him. They take him down. They try to, like, uh, rebuild him. They revive yeah. him, but it's like his original, like, basically Terminator protocols.
0: Yeah, where he's just going to kill everything. He's an yeah. assassin droid. Right.
1: So they they're they're like, all right, forget it. I'll figure this out. I think he takes some mediocre droid. Um that No, he goes he goes to Mos
0: Eisley, right, on Bunta Eve to hit that one chick on Tatooine, right? Um
1: Yeah. Pelimoto.
0: Yes. Uh to see if he can get a memory unit for an IG unit, right? right. Like and and then it, it and it's also cool as a hardcore Star Wars fan because although we've heard uh, references to Bunta Eve, which is a holiday celebrated celebrated on Tatooine, uh, that's that's the first pod race that uh, we see Anakin Skywalker competing in, is the Bunta Eve pod race. Um, uh, but she doesn't have uh, that, and yada yada yada. He winds up with R five as this droid.
1: Yeah. So he right. he sees he sees Bo-Katan for a hot minute. Then he goes to Tatooine, ends up with R5D4. Yep. And they they go off to Mandalore. Um you know, R5 scouts ahead. Obviously doesn't come back. Mm-hmm. Um he goes after it and he's attacked by like this these trolls that are living yeah. in, you know, just your run of the mill Tatooine trolls
0: yeah you know uh, Mandalore they're on Mandalore, so they're yeah they're yeah, there's some sort of cave troll, whatever you know i mean they're they're things with clubs and they're, they're dangerous uh, they're, and they're alamites. They're they're, ele- theyre they're an element of danger that the story needed yeah. moving well, they had a name they're
1: called they're called alamites. no one, they're just yes. trolls mm-hmm. um after he after he fends off the trolls, he gets caught by this weird ass cyborg. Uh, spidery creature. That thing, thing was
0: cool. Yeah, that thing was cool. I it had um, it sort of had elements of like Darth Maul, um, the way that Darth Maul had rebuilt himself, sort of in the junk heap, right? Obviously, I'm not saying it's Darth Maul. It's not Darth Maul. It would have been super cool if they kind of brought it back, right? But uh, he gets caught by him by this weird spider thing with an eyeball. That's the only like yeah organic piece of it, right? Is this eyeball that's kind of It has a smaller robotic vessel that hops into this bigger robotic vessel. It's a pretty cool thing. It captures Mando. Uh, Grogu makes it out safe. He winds up getting in the Naboo Starfighter uh, with R5 and and is able to pilot back to, uh, what is it, Concordia, which is the moon. Uh, I believe it's Concordia.
1: Um, Uh, Calaveda? Calaveda. It's a C
0: word. See, it's an N-word. It's, it's a K. Definitely an N word. Yeah. Definitely a K. K. It's an N-word. Nickel Nixon. It's definitely an N-word. Um, Vrata. Vrata. Nickel. Necktie. Nickel. Nixon. It's <laughs> definitely an N-word. It's a great army of darkness uh, reference for you, everybody. Um, yeah. So, anyways, he goes and gets Boktan. katan goes and basically uh saves uh the Mandalorian Din Djarin by using the dark saber uh in a pretty cool fight so gets, Actually seeing Bo-Katan fight that even her way up and fighting the, you know, stalactites or whatever they were called, the Gallimites. uh
1: whatever. Very highly highly proficient fighter.
0: Oh, she's such a badass, yeah. right? And um and so uh Whatever, like she saves him, returns, you know, the dark saber to him. You know, he's like, thanks. And then she's like, are you really, you know, yeah. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go through it. I'm going to bathe in the living waters. Right. And so she leads him to where the living waters are. He goes in to, you know, recites the creed, doesn't realize that the one, you know, the last step there, the floor is completely gone. And he just sinks like a stone yep. to the bottom. So she jumps in with her armor, right? Uh, it's pretty cool, right? Because she turns off her lights to find, like, his light at the bottom, right? Because, uh-huh. I mean, he's wearing Beskar armor, doesn't have his jetpack on, so he's just like a heavy, wet weight at this right. point, right? Uh, so she grabs him, she, you know, starts heading back up, and as she's coming back up, she sees the curved horn, an eye of the mythosaur, right? Like the the giant mythical creature oh. of Mandalore, yeah. Which was pretty sweet. Seeing yeah. the mythosaur was pretty cool. Um, so uh, Dinjarin has bathed in the waters of Mandalore. She and him go back to the where the COVID
1: is now, right? Oh no, no, no! Uh, they go they they go back to uh, they go back to um, and then TIE Fighters attack them on the way back. So oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's got to drop him off so that he can get his, his ship. They yes. go after these TIE Fighters. But in the process, the TIE Fighters just level her castle. Her,
0: her, Yeah, her castle. Right. Yeah. So now she doesn't have a home. They beat the TIE Fighters. But together, they travel to where the COVID is. Right. And, um is is it yeah and so uh the armor verifies that it is indeed the living waters of Mandalore that he's bathed in uh he has not removed his helmet he is welcomed back into the covet she asks Bo-Katan if she has removed her helmet and Bo-Katan says no and the armor welcomes her into the covet and Bo-Katan says well you know I'm not a yeah. believer and the armor just goes this is the way and so Bop so hangs out for a bit, right? In the
1: middle of this episode, which you conveniently conveniently and Wait, or is it so it, crossover. Oh, no, 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 you're good. You're good. Or, or is but the or
0: is the I thought it was the next episode was where we start getting the spy stuff on Coruscant that has nothing to do with the story, but kind of something they, to do with
1: the story. So it was still a good episode. They bookend It's a a weird episode where, like, in the very beginning, there's some stuff, and at the very end, there's some stuff, and then there's a good, solid, like, half hour of Dr. Pershing. Like, he's back. Um, So he's, like... on Coruscant and he like gets a pardon. And then he finds like this other, uh, former, former Imperial, right. That was on Gideon's uh, Star Destroyer, uh, who was working with Moff Gideon, um, in like this amnesty programs, people, (coughs) um, you know, he wants to try and start continuing some of his work. She's like, I'll some you know, of his help cloning you. stuff. Yeah. They go to like uh, a decommissioned, you know, Star Destroyer to seal some stuff. She sells him out. He gets like mind wiped.
0: Yeah. Right? And so they're like- doing it, they're doing it sort of like humanely. Yeah. Right. Like the, 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 the New Republic. Is, you know, like sort of like, all right, we're going to give you some mild electroshock. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's a she's a good reformed imperial. And like she's like, why don't you guys go get some coffee? Right. And they like, yeah, like, yeah, I I think she said I think the exact phrase was, why don't you go get some space coffee? I don't know. know (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah right so like whatever and the, you know like the dumb guy's like yeah oh my god space coffee'd be so good right now so he goes and gets a cup of space coffee and then she turns the knob up to 11 right she's just like and just frying his brain we don't know why and then uh and then you go back um uh, to the Mandalorian, right, and 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 Bo-Katan, and now they're all in the family, right? So they've all joined the cult.
1: Yeah. So they do some combat training, which is fun.
0: Yep. Yeah. There's some good, like, there's some good Mandalorians training to be Mandalorians. Grogu has to fight uh one of these little kids, right, with some some paintballs. Um, and that's fun that they got paintballs. Like yeah. that's sweet. It's yeah. Sweet that they got Space paintballs. paintballs. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, Yeah, he's gotta play he he can't fight, fight, but he can play space paintballs. Yeah. I think was the line. Uh, and they were like, "Yeah, this is the way." And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> space <laughs> I, and, and so, is the way. <laughs> so there's this sort of inside joke between myself, Pat, and Sweet Lou, where where Pat and Sweet Lou are like, "Oh, the writing, yeah, you know I mean," and like the one thing I want to point out is that Star Wars has never been good at dialogue, and I and I don't know if people are are purposely you nerf her. <laughs> yeah, no, I I well, what about? I don't like sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. Right? Like, Lucas is famously not good at writing dialogue. Right? I love you, I know, is the best line that Lucas has ever written. Right? Um, But, you know, dialogue's not the story. The story's the story. Um, But so, anyways, yeah, they play space paintball. And then one of the little Mandalorian kids gets kidnapped by a dragon. Um, Yeah, you know. Whatever. Oh, we didn't mention they killed a space turtle alligator in the first uh, episode. That's pretty sick. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yes, that's yeah. how they show so, up.
1: That's how they show up uh, to the camp, to the cult camp to begin with. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's killing space alligators that have turtle shells. Pretty sweet. Uh, then a dragon steals the kid, right? And then so they all blast off after him in jet packs. And the one thing I didn't realize is like. Jetpacks Mandalorian jetpacks Run on like Four cycle fuel And those only come In small cans Right yep. So like They can only They can only follow The dragon For like 15 minutes yep. And then they all Run out of gas And they're like This happens every time Yeah <laughs> Yeah I mean, well, we have the, A bigger jetpack Which is just the, Which is the most insane thing is, Like they have to Have a spaceship They didn't get From Navarro To whatever It's like going from dragon. Vegas to the Grand Canyon <laughs> Yeah You can't right. do it
1: With a jetpack
0: yeah, no. So they have to have some other means of transportation, but nobody's ever, like, get the space car, right? But Bo-Katan brought her space car, and so she's chasing the dragon, and she finds it to her nest, right? And then she's like, I know where it is, you know? And uh, and then we get some cool scenes of, of the Mandalorians getting together, like, a hunting party, and them going to save the kid. And, like, you know, Bo has really... Begrudgingly, I don't know if begrudgingly, right? But after seeing the mythosaur, right, like she's starting to believe in the folklore of the Mandalorian well, she, people.
1: So, so her home's been destroyed by th- those Imperial Tie Fighters, yeah. And and then her, this, her home know,
0: home Mandalore was destroyed by the Imperials right. in the purge of Mandalore. Right. She
1: lost her. You know, she lost her um, all of her crew because of you know dark saber shenanigans. Yeah. So it's like so she's like she's kind of like adrift and she, you know, after seeing the mythosaur, she starts to like, you know what? Some of these old ways or maybe maybe this is legit, you know what I mean? And There's value to this these
0: people that we threw off as primitive because yes, because they lived by the old ways of the Mandalore. Right. Right? Um so there's value in it and she's appreciating it. Right. And like, so it, it, there's sort of a funny scene where, um, you know, they're, they're at the camp. They decide to camp. They can't go up this mountain by jetpack cause the, the dragon will hear them. Right. So they have to repel up. So they're going to do that in the morning. And then she turns to din as they're like preparing food. And she's like, how do you, how do you eat without taking your helmet off? He's like, you go somewhere private, you eat your food and you come back. And then um, Tar Vizsla, right, uh, uh, basically is like, you can stay as, you know, war leader, as as the leader of this party. You have the honor of eating by the fire. And then she's sort of like, you know, thank you. And he's like, this is the way. Yeah. And like, so she gets to sit at the fire and eat her dinner. Everybody else has to go fuck off.
1: Yeah. There's also a little spot where the armorer. Makes a piece of armor for Grogu, which is super cool, like yeah. a little, little and breastplate. I,
0: and I called Paz Vizla Tar Tarvizla, so I do
1: apologize. Yeah, no worries. And then uh, one of the most important now, a, a part that's important is, you know, while she's working, Grogu's like looking into the fire and stuff, and he has like uh, like a flashback. To when he was rescued from the Jedi Temple, so you get to yeah. see like this backstory, which is like cool because you know it's important. Like we never really understood his backstory; we thought he was just like you know it was just uh, you know Doctor Pershing had they had captured him somewhere and they were working or doing some cloning stuff. You don't see any of this backstory, so it's really great to like have a little bit of backstory on Grogu, um, and so you kind of like you know you kind of get to see like some of that firsthand trauma it's not you we always get to see it from um uh like the darth vader perspective right you right, know what right i mean yeah um, it's
0: it's an order 66 flashback at the temple right uh you get to see some of the 506 you get to see more jedi fighting yep. uh the 501st god sorry everybody um and uh, you get to see the Jedi uh, that saves Grogu. That's uh, a pretty badass Jedi. And also, although the Jedi is not in canon, we don't know the Jedi's name. It's pre- he's probably listed as a credits, right? Yep. Uh, Definitely but listed. Per- but portrayed uh, by the actor who, in the prequels, had played Jar Jar Binks. So oh, yeah, a little yeah, a little redemption for that guy who played one of the most, you know, hated characters in Star Wars history, uh, to come back as a pretty badass Jedi, you know what I mean?
1: So that's uh uh Ahmad Best. He played Jar Jar Banks. Um in uh this in uh, The Mandalorian he plays uh Kellerin Beck. He's uh the Jedi Master who rescues Grogu. So yep. super cool. Um yeah. So we can see some of the trauma that, you know, Grogu goes through
0: and and all of that. And um Yeah, and so uh as we're uh, as the armor builds his his thing, right? And um the next day they're they're going up the mountain to save uh you know the kid the foundling right and uh they do wind up finding his heat signature and everything and they're like yeah wait but Pazville's is like nah, fuck that shit and they're like yeah, you know like you need to chill and he's like that's my son so he sort of rushes in right whatever messes uh, everything up messes everything up yeah you know, but in the end of the day they save the kid and they also bring back some foundlings, right, which are the baby dragons, right? So they, the, the mother dragon was basically stealing young Mandalorians uh, to feed to, their, to her, her, her young, right? And then speaking of armor, uh, Bo-Katan visits the armorer to get a shoulder blade of hers replaced, uh, the armor says, "Yeah, I can build one for you. Would you like me to put the uh, signet, signet of the Night Owl to match your other one?" And she asked if she could have the signet of the Mythosaur. And then the armor is like, "The Mythosaur belongs to all Mandalorians, so of course you can, you know." And she's like, "What if I said that I saw the Mythosaur?" And then you know, the armor is like, "To have a vision of the the Mythosaur is a, is a great honor." Yeah, she's like, "What if I said I I saw one in real life?" <laughs> and the armor just replies, this is the way. Yeah. Right? And that's where that episode ends, I think, right? Yeah. And again, you know, uh, and so then uh, we get to the point, oh, we didn't talk about the space pirates. There's space pirates. <laughs> yes. One, totally one of them has a barnacle. We totally missed the space pirates. That was in the very first uh, beginning that was of the That's in the, the very season. first episode. Yeah. And I said one of them had a peg leg, and he didn't yep. have a peg leg. He definitely did not. have a cane. He had a cane sitting next to him, though. He did have a big ass cane <laughs> sitting next to him. He's definitely wearing a 15th century pirate's jacket, right? And and later on, when, when, when basically. They get an SOS from Navarro, right? Because the space pirates have taken their ship, and and there was a there was an argument with uh, uh, Carl Weathers and one of the space pirates, right. and they're like, "We want to drink at our bar," and Carl Weathers is like, "I'm the magistrate now. I'm not just some scumbag." And that's not a bar. That's a school. And they're like, "It's a bar." It was a really odd fight to have, right? Like, I mean, he was like, why don't you go to our bar? And they're like, nah, we want to drink in this I school. I want to drink in this school. <laughs> yeah, right? It, it, was, it, it was such a trivial thing to fight about, but they fought about it. And, you know, and, and then so then, like, he goes and tells on them to the big pirate that is also made out of seaweed. Um, the, the pirate vein. <laughs> Yeah, right. And he—I thought he had a peg leg. He didn't have a peg leg, okay? But he was literally (laughs) wearing—he had a Captain Hook coat on. 100% Captain Hook coat. And a hat. Hook coat. And a hat. And a a, a three-corner pirate's hat, because those are popular in space, three-corner hats, right? Um, And then so—then later, we see the ship over Navarro, and— The pirate didn't have a peg leg. I will admit that I was wrong when I said the pirate had a peg leg, and that was annoying. Okay? So, whatever. The spaceship, the pirate spaceship, has a wooden steering wheel. Yeah. This is 100% accurate. I didn't make this up. I don't know what the fuck's going on there. All right? so. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen in Star Wars ever. Didn't like the Swamp Thing guy, really, to begin with. His aesthetic didn't quite work, but, like, whatever. He's dressed like Captain Jack Sparrow. Again, you know, like, I mean, I guess I can whatever. Um, but then, like, you you put oh, the— Oh, now you're
1: mad at the writing.
0: Huh. I'm mad at the uh, <laughs> the special effects coordinators on this one, right? <laughs> I, I, I don't feel like this is the best work that ILM put forth. Um, yeah, so then there's a there's a fucking steering wheel on a pirate ship, and then uh, the Mandalorian comes with all the other Mandalorians and Bo-Katan. They fuck some shit up, right? Um, and then so they they defeat the pirate. There's some sort of side plot with the pirate and moth gideon i don't really understand that uh there's all sorts of like where's moth gideon he he was he was captured in the end of book of boba fett but his ship was attacked and it was beskar armor found on the ship um what's his face uh who's the new republic pilot oh we get to see zeb too we what saw zeb carson teva yeah, Carson Teva. Yeah, right. He he's he's investigating some shit that's going well, on. No, no.
1: Um, Teva. I think is a republic like, you know, whatever, like a bureaucrat. And, no, no, like, that's not.
0: I'm not talking about Tim Meadows. Yeah, I I'm know talking who you're about you're talking about the, talking the about that, Asian dude, that Asian the dude, Asian Colonel dude, Colonel Tuttle. Yeah. Tuttle. Yeah, yeah, Tuttle. Right. So he's at a bar. The Mandalorians like, hey, this weird stuff's going on. We get to see Zeb from Rebels which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Right. So there's good Zeb appearance, uh, there. And there's some stuff going on that I don't remember, but I mean, I guess it's important to the plot, but is it? I don't know. So they save the, they, they defeat the pirate ship, (laughs) jumping around a little bit here, people, uh, and um, Carl Weathers is like, yo, thanks for de- defeating all these pirates and saving us. Thanks to the Mandalorians. He offers them a home on Navarro, right? Uh, and does, is that when he gives Grogu IG-12 as well?
1: Uh, I forget when that happens. I think it's like that. I don't think it's during this, like. Pirate fight. Some of this, I think, is just to like loop back in Colonel Tuttle and just do a side questy thing. Yeah, there's a, this but is then, a very side quest
0: heavy season, right? Yeah, and like, but, but there's think, always, there's always, I mean, Mandalorian has been very heavily side quests, right? But, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's space, you know, Lone Wolf and Cub, right? So it, it's, it's heavy side quests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, so whatever, at some point, it, it, Grogu, they it, rebuild it, IG-11, take out all the internals and make it like a little ship, a little robot ship that Grogu can drive. And he loves it. And yeah. it has it it, ha, it can it can say two things, yes and no. So now we've given Grogu some language options yeah. as well.
1: So, yeah, like there's. That little bit of weird side questy stuff with the pirates, but I think some of that is, I mean, not some of that. I mean, it's there to establish Bo Katan's leadership.
0: Yes. And yes, for this sure. is
1: where, like, the armorer is like, you know, you saw the mythosaur, that's an omen right you're the one you you can you're the one who can reunite all the mandalorians because you've been on both sides of the met you like you've you've been with like the 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 modern the the, the, the modern
0: mandalorians and not with us right so she tells her to take her helmet off right and says you know you you have the ability to walk between both worlds you can unite all the tribes
1: yeah so 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 you know that all happens, and then we get into like the next weird side quest episode, um, which starts with a Mon
0: calamari and a what's the squid people that live on Moncal? Um,
1: nope. I don't know.
0: No, you know what I'm talking about there. Uh, come on, come on. You're you're the research guy. So Moncal Moncala is a planet has the Moncal calamari, and then the other people that live on Mon Calamari and they have the squid faces.
1: Okay. This is a weird planet. <clears throat> this this side quest episode is on a different planet altogether. It's not like And
0: the squid face lady and the Mon Calamari prince, they love each other or whatever. I don't know. Oh, Who cares? that
1: that thing. Oh god. Yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. I'm sorry. That's uh it's like the, what, side, what is quest that the race? side quest.
0: Yeah, what's the race called? What's the race this Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, leave a comment if you know. Yeah. On on one of our social medias or hit us up on our email. Pat just updated the uh, our email address. I believe it is repeal suffrage at gmail.com yep. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> that's that's get the back new email. into the
1: kitchen at gmail.com. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second.
0: Wait a second. That takes effort to update stuff. I've been away. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, So yeah, so there. So the Mandalorian fleet, which is now under the command of the one dude,
1: Axe Wolves. uh, Yeah, Axe Axe Wolves. Wolves. Axe Wolves. His name's Axe, which is cool.
0: Yeah, which is cool. If his name was Axe Wolves, though, that's even better. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but like, but it's It's not Axe Wolves, right? So yeah, they're the, doing
1: mercenary
0: stuff. They're doing mercenary stuff. They go and they do whatever because... And now... So we get into one of the weirdest episodes, right? It's so dumb. It's so weird. It's Alice in Wonder Man, Wonderland meets Blade Runner. I have no idea what's going on. I can't... This is literally the worst episode. This may be... Some of the worst Star Wars ever, and and it is so
1: so guest star heavy, right? Yeah. Um, we got we got we got captain uh, captain bar bar oh god captain bombardier Jack Black Jack Black and the yep. Duchess uh Lizzo, Lizzo. yeah and so they need help because like. They have this society where they've reprogrammed um,
0: separatist battle droids to do all the stuff, <laughs> to do all the stuff. So they built this perfect society where they all get to just fucking eat and play cricket uh, in this cricket. outer outer yeah space cricket. Right. And yeah. Um, <laughs> And Lizzo and Jack Black are married, and she really likes Grogu. So, like, Grogu hangs out with them the whole episode. But a couple of the droids have started going bad and doing bad stuff. And Christopher Lloyd, right? and I didn't mispronounce Yeah, like, I didn't say that. No, Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown, right, is for some reason head of space security. He's the um, head of the
1: security office. Yep.
0: Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on with these robots. And then so there's sort of this
1: detective they, they, it, this, they side do this, mission. They do this detective work that leads them to a fucking robot bar. It's a yes. bar, but it's for Four robots. robots. Four but the robots. robots are supposed to all be programmed and not free thinking because like what programmed droid would just go to a bar and hang out? So then there's right. like these b- robots hanging out of the bar. And they're like, well, no, we didn't do it. We just want to do the thing and not get shut down. And, you know, this is all weird. And it's like, this is crazy. And then they find like <laughs> deep down in the programming, it was these Space nanobots. Christopher Lloyd.
0: Yeah, Space Christopher Lloyd put nanobots in it, right? And they were like... <clears throat> It's like Mando and Bo-Katan, and they find this robot, and it's like dead. And they're like, "Live!" This robot's only twelve years old. Dong dong da 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 da. And it's space 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 SVU, <laughs> SVU space victims unit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then, so then they're like looking at the robots and they're like, what's up with what these robots are drinking? I don't know. They're drinking this oil that has nanobots in it. And fourth guest star of this episode, it's the chick from Orange is the New Black is the scientist for some reason that tracks that down. Oh, 100%. Right, right, right. Yeah, rewatch, yeah. rewatch yeah. the episode. I don't want to. Yeah, no, and and then so, but then they figure out that Christopher Lloyd is like, we've all gotten lazy with the robots doing everything. Nobody so wants to I, work anymore. Yeah, yeah, nobody wants to get a job anymore, right? So yeah, <laughs> he literally goes, nobody wants to work anymore. I they could go get jobs picking up garbage for ten cents a minute, uh, and so then so Christopher Lloyd programs the robots to kill people. Because that's gonna do something. Uh, so I, I don't know. They kill him. They arrest
1: him. I, I don't know. know what they do. The only and then they... the the only odd the only odd person out in this episode is Bryce Dallas Howard, who is the director of this episode. So like she directed this episode. Um, Favreau wrote it which is bad enough but like, like, then right. she directed it it's like i'm just blame i'm just going to blame her for all this space bullshit like yeah it, they they then, get on a
0: planet Liz- they yeah. need
1: to, they need to like they need to get up they need to get a hold of the mandalorian mercenaries they need to bring them back into the fold but even though they're on the planet they're not allowed <laughs> to just go right over there and like see them they have to go on space side quest for mm-hmm. yeah. Space Victims Unit. Space Victims Unit. Yeah. And, and,
0: and there's some cool visuals in there. Like visually it's very like, you know, Blade Runner 2049, the city that they're in. Um but that doesn't really make up for, you know, like a, 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 just a lot of you know what we really wanted to see was more of Lizzo playing space cricket and then Grogu using the force to, so that her space cricket shots yeah. would go right in. I mean that was that was fucking brilliant. Um so that happens, right? Uh, and then they they either arrest or kill Dr. Brown, uh, and then I guess the city 's back to normal, whatever that means Jack Black and lizzo and they 're eating pudding, and the robots are doing all the work. Um, and so then they're like, yeah, so the Mandalorian army's over in the field over there. Yeah, they're just so then in that they field get,
1: right over there. You, you could have yeah, gone so there the, the whole time.
0: Yeah, so then they get to go to the field, right? <laughs> and then we get to the point of the entire episode. We've gone through 40 minutes of Space Victims Unit and 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 Alice in Wonderland, Lizzo in Wonderland, right? And um, so then they're like, but we're not going to follow you because you lost the Darksaber to him, right? And then... Um, Din Djarin goes through this very like Elder Wand thing where like well technically I lost it to this little robot dude and then she defeated that little robot dude so wouldn't that make her the rightful owner of the Darksaber and
1: they're like yeah sure what the, yeah it's like well, after, no, after they fight amongst themselves he was like yes, hey guys yes. uh, this is actually on a technicality she's actually your leader anyway yeah, like, oh, right. so okay. this is after, right, the, cool after the fight
0: right yeah so they're like trying to kill each other with vibro knives um you know moments before and he's like you know actually Draco disarmed Dumbledore and then I disarmed Draco for another one, so that makes me master of death i think that's that's the logic that was used there yeah. and um and so but yeah whatever all, all the mandos are back they go back to navarro they you know the new yeah. ones don't like the old ones the old ones don't like the new ones but you know we're gonna we're gonna learn to do it
1: after the after the silliest episode of the season we get into then we like, get back
0: we get, we back, get into some the, good
1: stuff right we finally get <laughs> to like and unfortunately it's like the last episodes of the season but it's actually like the more serious like mm-hmm. you know it's it's the more serious mercenary group shit of the season you know right
0: they they like you know what like Navarro's nice. But we have a planet. We should yeah. go take it back and fix it, right? Yeah. So they go back to Mandalore as a people, right? Not all getting along, but the COVID and the Mandalorians that were all in the Mandalorian army and the fleet, they got like, they don't have a Star Destroyer, but they got an Imperial ship, right? And they got a bunch of those Mandalorian ships like Bo-Katan has, and they got a few other ships. So they have a small fleet, right?
1: So the and, best... <coughs> the best... uh the best foreshadowing for the stuff that we want to see in in Ahsoka is in the beginning of like this this, this <laughs> you know this ending story arc. Ah, uh, the
0: Shadow Council, the Shadow yeah. Council. So yeah. like
1: Moff Gideon finds out from what's her name that the Mandalorians want to retake the girl who fried Pershing's brain. Yes, um, right. She's like, oh, you know, the Mandalorians are going back to take their planet back. He tells the Shadow Council they have. He wants some reinforcements. He like you know harasses this dude like, hey, I hear a lot about Grand Admiral Thrawn. I'm like, oh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's yeah, now we're yeah. Finally into some good stuff. And I'm they're like, like yes. nobody,
0: nobody's actually spoken to him and stuff like that. And then it's a the real thing. Yeah, and then General Hux from the prequels is there as Commandant Hux, and he's working on Project Necromancer, which you know we eventually learn that it, that's the cloning of. Palpatine for some reason, like, like oh. they had a good thing kind of going with Snoke and then J.J. Abrams was like, yeah, Palpatine. Right. And so um, whatever
1: that's going on. And so. But also, wait, un- why I mean, like, how long does it take for I'm trying to think, like, where this sits in the timeline of everything, but it just it's so weird. Like, this is after Jedi, right? Yeah. Yeah. All, right. All this is, right,
0: this I think this is thirteen years after
1: Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, just hearing about Thrawn was super cool because obviously they're foreshadowing the this, this season of Ahsoka, which um, I think a lot of um, Dave Filoni's attention was on that. A lot of the yeah. writing is just John Favreau. Um, Fellini yes. was spent a lot of time just doing the Ahsoka stuff. Um, yeah, because he wants to get to do heir to the
0: Empire, right? Like yeah. that's that's his goal to do a version of heir to the Empire. Right. So we get we get uh, uh, arguably the best two episodes of the Mandalorian in but this general. This is also ar-
1: where ar- this is also where we get the IG11 suit.
0: Yes. Yes. So end, we get IG12. Yeah. yeah, which is great, and it's great because. You know, Din Djarin doesn't want him to have it, but then he's like, yes, 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 yes. yes. He's just just walking around in the suit like, yes, 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 (laughs) right? And then, so the Mandalorians, they return to Mandalore. Uh, They actually find some Mandalorians that are still living on the planet, right? And um, they basically... they're looking for the forge. They're going to the forge, right? the The main forge of Mandalore to relight the forge and sort of reclaim Mandalore mm-hmm. uh, for themselves, right? And as they get there, they hear, you know, jetpacks, right? As they're relighting the forge, and they're like, "More Mandalorians?" And but like, nah, brah. nah, it's not Mandalorians. It's uh it's like these new type of of dark troopers that Moth Gideon has built utilizing Beskar armor and and uh jetpacks and a lot of techn- you know, a lot of the technology that the Mandalorians had and weaponry that the Mandalorians had. So we get sort of this this beginning skirmish between the landing party of the Mandalorians, right? And um uh, these these dark troopers, right? Yeah, this uh, is a good... And- th- the
1: ending of this episode was like, super cool um, because you get Moff Gideon comes back. He's got his news-like stormtrooper groups. Um, yeah. Din Djarin gets caught. He gets captured. Yes. Yeah. Um, then uh, he's, you know, Moff Gideon's going to kill everybody, but... Bo-Katan uses the darksaber, cuts a hole in cuts a hole in a door, they all escape. Um right. Paz Vizsla, that big dude with the big gun, he's like oh, yeah, he's yeah. gonna buy him time and stuff, and then you see like the Praetorian guards, all the dudes in yes. the red suit. Yeah, because they,
0: Moff Gideon had requested Praetorian guards from from uh Commandant Hawks. Yeah. Um, and and Moff Gideon's armor is also badass. He's built himself new Beskar armor. Suit. It's yeah, it's like it's black and red. It's got horns on it. It's it's in the tradition of the Maul Mandalorians, yeah. right? It's super cool. Uh and um yeah, and then so yeah, so basically the episode ends with Paz Vizsla Uh, You know, getting killed by the Praetorian Guard. Uh, He goes out in like such a badass way. There, like he's he's first just mowing down Dark Troopers. He's got this giant Gatling gun that, like, it's cool because it overheats because he's just firing so many rounds. Then he's just using it as a hand-to-hand weapon, right? And then and so he's just messing up Troopers. And then the Guard comes out and he can't hang with the Guard, right? But he gives it his all, Um, and. The armorer had left the battle to go to the fleet to tell them that there is an incoming attack from the planet of Imperial ships. There's TIE fighters and bombers that are on its way to the fleet. And then we get to the final episode of the uh, season, the spy. Right. And we don't know who the spy is, right? That's not the last episode, but. Oh, was the spy the episode that that I was just talking about? Yeah. Yep. Okay, that episode's called The Spy. So, yep. And they also kind of give you a heavy feeling that maybe The Spy's the armorer, like, throughout the entire episode. She kind of seems distant, yada, yada, yada. But good news, it wasn't the armorer. It was—I'm assuming it was the chick on Coruscant, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't talk about Tim Meadows either, but Tim Meadows was in— and. There was a, 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 a an episode block where like, we had decided we were going to jump the shark and bring in a lot of guest stars and everybody with Jack Black was going to have fun and Lizzo was like, I'm in Star Wars. It's going to be great. And Tim Meadows was in Star Wars. And then we got back to some serious Star Wars stuff at the end. All right. So sandwiched, you know, good little bit, some bad stuff, then some really good stuff. Um, Yeah. So then we get kind of the one of the best all-around Star Wars battles. I Definitely, I think, on the small screen, the best Star Wars battle, right? You have this huge battle between the Mandalorians, you know, and the Dark Troopers, and you have Moth Gideon uh, versus Din Djarin and Bo-Katan, mm-hmm. right? And then you have the space battle between, you know, a, a small Imperial fleet and a small Mandalorian fleet. Uh, and so, the, you know, the main focus is really Din Djarin saving Grogu. Uh, he finds a bunch of clones of Moth Gideon.
1: Creepy.
0: Yeah, super like creepy force Moth Gideon sensitive, clones.
1: Force-sensitive clones. Weird. <laughs> yeah, so he,
0: yeah, he was building Force-sensitive clones of himself so he could be the best of, like, the Jedi and the Mandalorians all in one, right? Uh, so Din kills all those, like, you know, does whatever, turns off the... the he unplugs them, basically, right? Like, whatever's keeping them alive. I don't know how cloning works, right? Like, they weren't ready to come out of the toaster. He unplugged it. The recipe wasn't done cooking. They all die. He saves Grogu, uh, and Grogu helps him fight the Praetorian Guard, right? And then we get kind of a final showdown between Moff Gideon and Bok-Tan. Uh, and they're both pushed to uh, the brink. Not only does uh, Moff Gideon have a super cool, shiny black uh, Beskar armor suit with horns. It also, as as Patrick had alluded to, is a mech suit, and he can like do robot muscles where he's like, he can like press stuff. <laughs> and I don't know, whatever, man. You know, like it's it's kind of anime. Bo-Katan wins in the end, right? Like, uh, yeah. Or... Well, I
1: think like while they're fighting uh ax has the um he has everybody leave the that big flagship,
0: oh yeah, and he's piloting it himself he's he's gonna just blow the shit up,
1: yeah, so he like crashes it he ultimately like you know they you know they take out a bunch of tie fighters he like ends up like crashing it into the planet, and that creates like this huge explosion and during this explosion, um you know everybody is you know theoretically. Uh, you know, perishes except for Grogu protects them with the force. Yep. And you don't see Moff Gideon, but like, you know, it's pretty much a guarantee he'll be back. I mean, come on, let's be honest. He'll be back.
0: Yeah, right, come
1: right, on. right. He'll be yeah, he'll be back. Or was this a Moff Gideon clone? What? Dun dun dun. Right, and then so. So
0: then, so even though Axe flies the ship into Mandalore and that hangar bay and everything, they still wind up lighting the forge, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so yeah, I think it's it's pretty safe and and given that uh, they're going to start rebuilding Mandalore, some Mandalorians are at the uh, they relight the forge. They go to the Living Waters. Some of them recite the Creed in the Living Waters. Dinjarin wants to have Grogu recite the Creed, and you know, she's like, the armor is like, no, he can't talk. He's too young. If he can't recite the creed, he cannot be an apprentice. Um So then Dinjarin basically adopts him makes him his son and then makes him an apprentice and then they decide that they are going to go off and have his apprenticeship he will be learning stuff with din jarn and then so then it sort of it, i think they're back on navarro yep. right yep. din din and grogu and it yep. it it, it close, closes with this this uh uh circle scope right like fade out right like that you and lou were like what is, and, like, that is a very classic Western, and it's also oh, yeah, used yeah, yeah. in right, Lone Wolf and Cub, right? And you're like, this is space. Obviously, this is a, an homage space to Western. Lone Wolf. And, it's a space Western, it's 100% space Western. Yeah. So, I found that closing to be very apropos for the, the material. And that's Mandalorian season three. Some good stuff happened,
1: some not so good stuff happened,
0: then some really cool
1: stuff happened. The good stuff that you missed was they rebuild IG 11, he becomes mm-hmm. the Marshal again. So like he's on Navarro oh, as yeah, the yeah, Marshall, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. Din Djarin's, like on Navarro as just a uh, contract, you know, for hire. Yep. We all and have so, to wait after.
0: But we don't because we didn't resolve all the Shadow Council stuff. The Empire is still growing in power and the Republic is really becoming weaker and weaker because of its own bureaucracy. All right. So that's that's sort of where we leave off and that is the Mandalorian season 3. Um I, I know uh you know Sweet Lou was not a big fan, but Sweet Lou is is has been a bitter man recently. <laughs> I don't think this was the greatest thing. <laughs> Every time you're like Sweet Lou, what do you think about this? He's like it's uh, worst thing ever. I think mean, he's still he's he's reeling from the Phillies loss in the World Series. I understand that. That's, yeah, fair. I mean, that's really fair. That's really yeah, fine. yeah, it happens to the best of us, yeah. Uh and this the was the lost greatest in the Super Star Bowl. Wars th- yeah, and the and Eagles it's lost. The it's it's
1: loss in the. And uh, it's been final. a rough year. I get it, bud. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <what> I mean.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's... Yeah.
1: You know, there are. It was like such a roller coaster of weird. I don't know, just weird, right? Like, there, it, there's some good, and then there's a lot of side quests bad, and then we get back to like the good stuff at the end. That kind of, you know, I think it. It, these are the these problems did not plague like Andor. Like no, Andor and, was and, very and, like focused on what the show was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Like, right? Um, I don't know. And I also found like the one thing I, that I did just like is that there are like a number of instances where the Mandalorians look like <coughs> a not so elite fighting force. Like, yeah. on a number of occasions, they get, like, you know, uh, you know, um, Bo-Katan has to bail out Din Djarin a bunch of times. Yeah. And then, like, the Mandalorians, you would expect, like, once they all come together, that they're going to be, like, this great elite fighting force, but then like Moff Gideon's stormtroopers are a more elite fighting force for a little while. And then they just start shooting them with lasers and that, you know, it just, it, it takes them out, I guess. I don't know. Um, I would say that, I would say that even though
0: the Mandalorians are training for combat, right? Like they're not as in, in this stage of Mandalorian history, just like sort of in the Clone Wars, right? They're not as as elite of a fighting force as they once were, because they had a long time of peace where they gave up after the Jedi Wars, right? The, the Mandalorian Wars with the Jedi, right? And, and Tor Vizsla became the first Mandalorian Jedi, right? They, they had, uh, there was a big movement for the Mandalorians to, to stop, fighting you know to stop living their warrior lifestyle and I these Mandalorians so like Death Watch in the Clone Wars right was the first return of that sort of warrior cast of Mandalorian right so I, I think I think at this point in the timeline the legend of Mandalorian warriors is, more legend than the reality of it right like there's going to be high class warriors like Bo-Katan right right and, and, and you know <coughs> some of her night owls and Din Djarin is a badass in his own right you know what I mean yeah and and same thing with like Paz Vizla, right but you know there's there's going to be some dudes that are just like I'm just Johnny, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what to tell you, bud. You know, like, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's sort of like, you know, like how Luke was with the Force in, you know, Empire Strikes Back versus how Obi Wan was with the Force in, you know, Revenge of the Sith, right? Like. Yeah you know, there's been a long absence of these people training and fighting and yeah. you know, you know right. like that's yeah that, that's that's how i i understood it in in um the clone wars right like The Mandalorians used to be a thing, and they used to rival the Jedi,
1: right? I mean, it just looked like at the end you were expecting them to, like, come together and, like, you know, win the day and everything. And at the end, it just looks like they kind of barely won the day, and they, like, kind of barely beat Moff Gideon.
0: Right. And I feel like that should be a more realistic sort of approach to it than, than even the original trilogy, right? Like, the original trilogy, like, when you see... The stormtroopers in action, right? You have to be like, how did they take over the galaxy, right? And I know that they <laughs> did it with the clone troopers pre- predominantly, especially at the beginning, right? But sure. like, stormtroopers should be <coughs> at least able, able to like hit a kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, like shooting. Like, Luke should have died in the first movie. You know what I mean? Like, a 100%. <laughs> um, you know, so like, yeah, you know, like, there, there's that, right? So. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Liz, you know, like, there was good, there was bad. You know, normally I give everything Star Wars, like, nine, tens. Yeah, like this, like, you know, like seven. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that that held it down. The stuff that was really good was really good, those last two episodes. And I feel like they should have just focused on that part of the story and not tried to flesh out a season. You know what I mean? Like, you had X amount of story. You didn't really need to flesh it out as much with as many side quests as you did.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, some of the side quest stuff gets a little bit. I mean, I I love Lizzo. Like, you know, love Lizzo's music. Like, the next person loves. Lizzo's I'm not familiar. Music,
0: I, I'm not. I'm not familiar oh, with. Oh, dude, it's music. a guilty
1: pleasure. It's actually super fun. Her music is actually super fun.
0: Okay, nice. I, nice. I,
1: I ain't mad. It's 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 some good. Like, it's good times music. But right. It's right. It's just like I I some of that side questy stuff we didn't need. But also the other thing was, you know, this was only eight episodes. And yeah. so like, imagine what it's like if we don't have some of this extra, like side quest stuff. Like, what do we have? Like six episodes worth of material? Once you cut, yeah. down, trim some of this fat. Yeah. Like, put- yeah. And I, th- I think if they would have delivered an amazing
0: six episode series, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. w- would we have been that mad at it? No. We- I-, I I feel like, the worst thing that would have happened is we would have been left wanting more instead That's of being le- yeah, right. Exactly. Instead of being like after, after the Jack Black Lizzo episode, we were all like, well, this shows jump the shark. You know what I mean? Like the episode was so bad <clears throat> because it really only had two minutes that pertained to the story.
1: You know? Yeah. It was, um, it was just, it you know, that and the captain Pershing, Captain, um, the Doctor Pershing. Doctor uh, Pershing. I did enjoy that episode.
0: I feel like there is a, a long rub there with how that's going to tie into the Ahsoka series, and Moff Gideon, and Admiral Thrawn. Right. And I mean, I, I,
1: I mean, I, how does how does killing the guy? How does frying the brain of the guy who did all this cloning technology stuff, well, because, like, all this research? How does that really, t- you know? it's it's going to torture him back into service
0: of the empire right i i, I feel is like it? i yeah i mean one you know what i mean like you know like you, well, i thought definitely... i thought after
1: they fried his brain he was just mush
0: no i don't think he's mush i yeah, think right. i think they just tortured him you know what i mean i think right. she tortured him and i think we'll see him back again and i think you know what what we're seeing is the the blueprint and the early stages of the first order and how the first order comes to power. Okay. You know what I mean? Is, is having these spies within the new Republic weakening the new Republic. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. So I, I think there will be a longer payoff in, in that episode. I thought that was actually a really good episode. Uh, even though it had nothing to do with the Mandalorian story, just how sort of like the, the best episode of the book of Boba Fett didn't have Boba Fett in, in the episode. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I thought, that, I thought that was a good episode and just in the theory that it pays off into something else. If it doesn't, it was 45 minutes for nothing. 45 sure. minutes of decent acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, right. <coughs> um, that's about it. So, yeah uh not the best season of the Mandalorian but a couple of uh some of the best moments right uh which again if they would have shortened that and focused on it it would have been very good yeah i think and and not that any not that Lucasfilm or Warner Brothers or anybody is listening to anything that we have to say but I feel <laughs> like it, MCU oh yeah all all the things that we love I feel like if we started taking a less is more approach right uh and just focused on giving us quality stories instead of like eight episodes uh per season right you know give us five really good ones and we'll be like oh man there's only five but it's a lot better than being like, I don't fucking know if I'm going to watch this show anymore. You, you know what I mean? Like, it the, that episode was pretty bad.
1: <coughs> well, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about um, them taking some of that to heart. Marvel, Marvel Disney anyway. About right. them trying to focus more on... um, More on them just, you know, writing quality episodes and not writing for, like... Quantity, but writing for quality, and also the other things that may or may not hurt them is you know this uh, the writer strike uh, may not be a very helpful you know thing right now when you have Marvel str- you know Disney and Marvel struggling for like good writing. Right. Um, so ho- hopefully some of this stuff gets turned around and sorted out so that they can kind of get themselves back on track. But it sounds like they're gonna. It sounds like they got the message from like you know Phase Four being so kind of poorly received. So yeah. I I I, yeah. I I have high hopes. Yeah, I mean, you know, like
0: I'm not gonna not see the movies. You know what I mean? Like so, like yeah, you know, like I'm I'm still gonna watch Indiana Jones Five, even though. I think IGN was like we didn't realize how lucky we were to have Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, I mean, and that movie was terrible. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you know, I'm still gonna see it, you know. Um Yeah, I'll still I still gotta watch uh what, Ant Man and Wasp and the Quantum Quantum
1: Quantumania just hit uh Disney Plus, so Yeah, I
0: know. So I I'm I'm about to watch that, right? And um Black pa- who, Black who, Panther. Who... Yeah, yeah, I gotta watch uh, Wakanda Forever. So once I watch those two, I'm pretty pretty much caught up. Uh, we we disagreed on Love and Thunder. I enjoyed it, right? Because it was stupid, and I like that. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen Guardians three yet
1: either. But no, neither I. But.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard great things about it, but I you know I don't know who knows. I'm still I've heard see it. I've
1: heard very different things. I've heard some people say it's really good. I've heard some people say it's you know whatever. So yeah, it's very tough to say like what this is gonna end up being.
0: Right. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean I think that's it. Mandalorian, it was a thing. It was good. It was a thing. And then it was not so good and then it was really good. And uh, yeah, I think I think at the beginning it was serviceable and then I was like, Ugh. And then I was like, All right. That was my review. Yeah you know I mean. Yeah. It was all but, right. yeah. yeah like at, at the beginning you're like, yeah, yeah all right, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. And then you got to, the, you know, like, episodes four and five, and then you're like, eh. Then you got to the last two, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, okay. okay then. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, but that is all the time we have today, kids. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, thanks for uh, waiting for us to return. I know that you've been waited waiting on bated breath. Uh, for this this recap of Mandalorian season three, we apologize for the long wait. Uh, again, we did get to eat some good food and see some good things. True. But until next time, remember, folks, this is the way. Uses, please.